I have eagerly desired to eat the Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I shall not eat it again until there is fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you, from this time on, I shall not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took the bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which will be given for you. Do this in memory of me. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which will be shed for you. And yet, behold, the hand of the one who is to betray me is with me at table. For the Son of Man indeed goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to debate among themselves who among them would do such a deed. Then an argument broke out among them about which of them should be regarded as the greatest. He said to them, The king of the Gentiles lords it over them, and those in authority, they have them addressed as benefactors. But among you it shall not be so. Rather, let the greatest among you be as the youngest, and the leader as the servant. For who is greater, the one seated at table or the one who serves? Is not the one seated at table? I am among you as the one who serves. It is you who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer a kingdom on you, just as my Father has conferred on me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has determined to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed that your own faith may not fail. And once you have turned back, you must strengthen your brothers. He said to him, Lord, I am prepared to go to prison and die with you. But he replied, I tell you, Peter, before the cock crows this day, you will deny me. You will deny three times that you know me. He said to them, When I sent you forth without a money bag or a sack or sandals, were you in need of anything? No, not me. They replied. He said to them, But now one who has a money bag should take it, and likewise a sack. And one who does not have a sword should go sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. Namely, he was counted among the wicked, and indeed what is written about me is coming to fulfillment. Then they said, But he replied, It is enough. Then going out, he went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he arrived at the place, he said to them, Pray that you do not undergo the test. After withdrawing about a stone's throw from them and kneeling, he prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Still not my will, but your will be done. And to strengthen him, an angel from heaven appeared to him. He was in such agony, and he prayed so fervently that his sweat became like drops of blood falling on the ground. When he rose from prayer and returned to his disciples, 
he found them sleeping from grief. He said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not undergo the test. While he was still speaking, a crowd approached, and in front was one of the twelve, a man named Judas. He went up to Jesus to kiss him. Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? His disciples realized what was about to happen, and they asked, And one of them struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said in reply, Stop, no more of this. Then he touched the servant's ear and healed him. And Jesus said to the chief priests and temple guards and elders who had come for him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs day after day? I was with you in the temple area, yet you did not seize me. But this is your hour, the time for the power of darkness. After arresting him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter was following at a distance. They lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it, and Peter sat down with them. When a maid saw him seated in the light, she looked intently at him and said, But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A short while later, someone else saw him and said, But Peter answered, My friend, I am not. About an hour later, still another insisted. But Peter said, My friend, I do not know what you are talking about. Just as he was saying this, the cock crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. He went out and began to weep bitterly. The men who held Jesus in custody were ridiculing and beating him. They blindfolded him and questioned him, saying, And they reviled him in saying many other things against him. When day came, the council of elders of the people met, both chief priests and scribes, and they brought before him, they brought him before their Sanhedrin. They said, But he replied to them, If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I question you, you will not respond. But from this time on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? He replied to them, You say that I am. Then they said, Then the whole assembly of them arose and brought him before Pilate. They brought charges against him, saying, Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He said to them in reply, You say so. Pilate then addressed the chief priests and the crowds. I find this man not guilty. But they were adamant and said, He is the people who 
On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. And upon learning that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was in Jerusalem at that time. Herod was very glad to see Jesus. He had been wanting to see him for a long time, for he had heard about him and had been hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at length, but he gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes, meanwhile, stood by accusing him harshly. Herod and his soldiers treated him contemptuously and mocked him, and after clothing him in resplendent garb, he sent him back to Pilate. Herod and Pilate became friends that very day, even though they had been enemies formerly. Pilate then summoned the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, you brought this man to me and accused him of inciting the people to revolt. I have conducted my investigation in your presence and have not found this man guilty of the charges you brought against him, nor did Herod, for he sent him back to us. So no capital crime has been committed by him. Therefore, I shall have him flogged and then release him. But all together they shouted out, Now Barabbas had been imprisoned for a rebellion that had taken place in the city and for murder. Again, Pilate addressed them, still wishing to release Jesus, but they continued their shouting. Pilate addressed them a third time. What evil has this man done? I found him guilty of no capital crime. Therefore, I shall have him flogged and then release him. With loud shouts, however, they persisted in calling for his crucifixion, and their voices prevailed. The verdict of Pilate was what their demand should be granted. So he released the man who had been imprisoned for rebellion and murder, for whom they asked, and he handed Jesus over to them to deal with as they wished. As they led him away, they took hold of a certain Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming in from the country. And after laying the cross on him, they made him carry it behind Jesus. A large crowd of people followed Jesus, including many women who mourned and lamented him. Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep instead for yourselves and for your children. For indeed, the days are coming when the people will say, Blessed are the barren, the wombs that never bore, and the breast that never nursed. At that time, people will say to the mountains, fall upon us, to the hills, cover us. For if these things are done when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Now two others, both criminals, were led away with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him and the criminals there, one on his right, the other on his left. Then Jesus said, Forgive, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. They divided his garments by casting lots. The people stood by and watched. The rulers, meanwhile, sneered at him and said, Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, 
Above him, there was an inscription that read, This is the King of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we receive corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, because of an eclipse of the sun. Then the veil of the temple was torn down the middle. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion who witnessed what had happened glorified God and said, This man was innocent beyond doubt. When all the people who had gathered for this spectacle saw what had happened, they returned home beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances stood at a distance, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, and saw these events. Now there was a virtuous and righteous man named Joseph, who, though he was a member of the council, had not consented to their plan of action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was awaiting the kingdom of God. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. After he had taken down the body, he wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb in which no one had ever been buried. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come from Galilee with him followed behind, and when they had seen the tomb and the way in which the body was laid in it, they returned and prepared spices and perfumed oils. Then they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. With the reading of the Passion, we begin Holy Week. And you'll have many opportunities this week to accompany Jesus in his Passion as we prepare to celebrate his resurrection. When Jesus was undergoing his suffering, he was very much aware of all of our sins, the sins of our ancestors and the sins of the people who come after us. And it made his suffering all the more painful. It made the cross even heavier. But what enabled Jesus to get up after falling down three times, which enabled Jesus to go forward step by step to Golgotha, was the fact that he was also very much aware of our faithfulness, of how we would live out his teachings, how we would follow his example, how we would share his love and forgiveness with other people. That's what gave Jesus the strength to endure what he endured during that first Holy Week. So this week, we have many opportunities to accompany Jesus. 
Beginning tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at St. Michael's Cathedral, we have the Chrism Mass. As Catholics, we belong to, as we say, an apostolic church, which means that we're sent out to preach the gospel, but also that our faith comes to us by the apostles, handed down from apostle to apostle. And we believe that our bishops are descendants of the apostles. During the Chrism Mass, Bishop Rosansky will bless the oils that we use for anointings and confirmation, baptism, anointing of the sick, and holy orders. And we're reminded that we are connected with Jesus. And then those oils will be distributed to all of our parishes. On Holy Thursday night, we'll have the Mass of the Lord's Supper with the washing of the feet. We commemorate the institution of the Eucharist when Jesus promises that he'll never leave us alone, that he's always with us. On Good Friday, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the Hispanic community of our parish will have a living way of the cross. They start here at the church, and they go down to Elm Street, Church Street, and back up Bartlett Street. And it is going to be in Spanish, but you know the story. You know what's going on. And especially if you have kids, it would be a great thing for them to see the, the passion of our Lord lived out. So that's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. At 7 o'clock on Friday night, we'll have veneration of the cross. The Easter visual will begin at 8 o'clock. We have two people being brought into the faith. And then on Easter Sunday morning, the regular masses. So we have many opportunities to accompany Jesus as we prepare to celebrate the great feast of his resurrection. And let us pray that during this holy week, we will make it truly holy by the ways that we follow Jesus' example and generously share his compassion, his forgiveness, and his love with the people we encounter this week. Let us stand and pray.